We need history more than money. Ladies and gentlemen, we need leaders who are more interested in people than in private ambition. If you're going to transform something, you have to engage it. You cannot change what you avoid. Welcome to Leading Edge Leadership with Dr. Miles Monroe. Discover the leader in you and others. Hi, this is Dr. Miles Monroe and welcome to a special series on leadership development. Of course, at Bahamas Faith Ministries and Miles Monroe International, we are dedicated to building leaders and training leaders to become an agent of change. I've traveled around the world to many, many different countries using these principles to inspire people to become better influencers. And for you to become a leader, of course, it's very important for you to know a few basic principles. First of all, you must believe that you were born with the capacity to influence other people and the world. Secondly, you must believe that you possess the potential and the ability to influence the world with your gifts. And thirdly, you must believe that you were created by God and born in this generation because whatever you have, your generation needs. That means you are significant to the world. And today I am very honored and pleased to introduce a wonderful series of teachings that are going to be focusing on developing the leader in you and the leader in other people. I trust that you will enjoy every segment. I encourage you also to make plans to be with us on these special programs. Take notes, uh, get your iPad or your, 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 your notepad and write down the principles. And I also want to remind you that you can receive all of these different sessions in a special package on leadership development. If you're interested in actually using these for your personal training, the training of your staff, or maybe developing people under your care, then you are free to have access to this wonderful material. And I say that it took me years to develop this material, and I hope that uh, you will benefit from every session. So let's get started as we look at discovering the leader in you and developing the leader in others. Our special program on this station today as we study leadership in depth. Join us right now. If you're going to influence society, you must be the leader in that area. And when we talk about leadership, one of the things that we are running into from time to time is a historical problem. We are all suffering from miseducation. We have been educated right out of our own self. We have been trained to not trust ourselves. We've been conditioned not to believe ourselves. And we've been specially brainwashed to never know ourselves. And this is a reality in our region. That's because our history is a history of oppression. Oppression is designed to devalue the oppressed. Oppression's goal is to break the spirit of the oppressed. What does one mean when one says break your spirit? This concept of breaking the spirit of person means that you You control their thinking until they surrender. That's breaking their spirit. As long as somebody is willing to fight, their spirit is not broken. But when a person surrenders to the context or the environment or to the powers that be and decide I'm not fighting anymore, I have to accept what is. That person's spirit is broken. And, of course, the oppressor has succeeded. This has happened to us in the Caribbean. Most of us hate to admit it, don't want to even know it. And the saddest part of it is we are suffering from it and don't know. Broken spirits. 
So we have come to agree with the history of oppression that we are not capable of leadership. And that leadership is only reserved for an elite group of people who are definitely different from we are and they are chosen somehow by the gods to be superior to us and so we have surrendered to that context and they even remind us to read my lips stay in your place you know your place they say this concept is real it still is real in your country right now we don't talk about it as a matter of fact I sense it many times myself because I travel through this area of the world there are people who would assume that I sit second class many times my wife and I would walk up to the airport and some airports and and they call for first class and we step up and the person would repeat I said first class and the implication is you cannot be first class on an aircraft going from here to Zurich Switzerland that's the assumption they look at my pigmentation and they assume I think you misunderstood the announcement they said well that happens here in your hotels in your banks in your insurance companies it's still happening where people wonder, what are you doing here? Problem is, you and I have accepted that. Unconsciously. So when we talk about we having a leadership series, most of the people stay home. Because they are still controlled by the oppressive idea that leadership is only for a, an elite group of people who are specially gifted. And I, who am just a normal person, average person, that is not for me. This is a sat satanic concept that you're thinking because the entire reason why you were created is leadership I've been trying to convince you of that for 29 years and some of you still don't believe me because I myself too was trapped by the same misconception about me I almost believed them until one day I was introduced to myself and that introduction came from God the Creator he introduced me to myself a self I never knew as a matter of fact when I met myself I was afraid of me because that was not the self they told me existed as a matter of fact, they told me, don't ever think of yourself as that self. You are not that. And so I, I battled this, this demon of self-devaluation. Self-humiliation. Self-cancellation. What a battle you face. And this has been the plight of all third world people. Whether they are Spanish speaking, or whether they are French speaking, whether they are Portuguese speaking, whether they are Filipinos or Mexicans, whether they are from the Far East, wherever there has been a history of oppression, and which have taken the form in most countries of colonialism. This battle goes on. 
And our problem is we've ignored it so long, we think we are normal. So I want to talk to you for a few minutes about how to become yourself. How to become the leader that you were born to be. But I want, this is my, my second segment on keys to discovering your personal leadership. I'm not talking about leading people first, because you can't lead people until you know who you are. All of my approaches to leadership training has to do with you first. You don't need a position, you need a disposition. You don't need power, you need to be empowered. And so the problem really is not about people not following you. The problem is you ain't worth following yet. Because you don't even know who you are. Leadership is therefore first personal. Then it's public. And this is the reason why we must first deal with personal leadership. This goes for children and for teenagers and for adults. We all have to discover ourselves. I want to begin with a statement. Look at this picture. I like this picture. First of all, leaders are interesting people. The difference between a boss and a leader is a boss always says, go, do that. But a leader always says, let's go and do that. And there's a big difference between the two goals. Leaders don't say go over the cliff. They say follow me and then they jump. They lead you into the unknown because they've seen the unknown. It is called vision. So leaders are always initiators. Most of the people in the Caribbean and in Central America and South America are timid. They call us passive. Passivity is a result of training. It's not natural to be passive. It is not natural to be timid. You are trained to be timid. Your culture has trained you to not express yourself, to not vent your thoughts. Matter of fact, one of the ways they taught you it is like this. You ought to be seen and not heard. Sounds familiar? That is from our history. So the slave and the maid and the servant will be in the house. You wouldn't even know they're there. You'll see them once in a while moving. They are to be seen. Our whole countries are like that now. How dare you question America, they said. You are to be seen in the Caribbean but not heard. We don't want to hear your opinion about anything. We will tell you what you will do. That spirit has produced a people who are so passive that they never make things happen. They watch things happen. What a tragedy. That must change now. You know how old you are? If you don't change that now, your children will be victims of other people's initiatives. It's time for you to jump and tell everybody in life, I'm not waiting anymore 
Write this down. Leaders don't wait. If you are a leader, you're always willing to jump first. And sometimes you're not sure what's at the bottom, you know. But your confidence in your capacity to fly or swim is bigger than your fear of what's at the bottom. Which means that your belief is in yourself, not the bottom. That's where leadership begins. Let's talk a little bit about where this leadership lies. This is from one of my books. This is from my heart. Deeply embedded in the nature of man is the spirit of rulership and leadership authority. I'm convinced of that. Deep inside every one of you, in your nature, is the spirit of leadership. I am sure of that. Now most people will die as followers. We know that. But all of them carry with them in their human DNA the spirit of leadership. Many times it may surface at different moments. And because of your cultural training, you bury it quickly. Uh, we call it giving you peace of my mind. That's your leadership showing up. But you are trained to suppress it. You are conditioned to never resist anything. Be nice. Cooperate. Be submissive. These words, they have trained you to believe them. But inside of you, there is a, a natural inclination to lead. But we have been almost harnessed like a horse. Where they have placed certain things in our lives that, that, that administer pain if we move over the line. They come by threat. They come by intimidation. They come by instilling fear in you if you do certain things, like losing your job if you resist something. They got these pressure points, like a horse. You know, you control a horse by pain. When you put that stirrup in that horse's mouth, you know, that bridle, that, that hurts the horse. When you pull it, when you pull it, it hurts the horse. So the horse turns to stop the hurt. That means you're not controlling the horse. The horse is responding to pain. And that's what they've done with humans. They, the culture has put a bridle in your life which tells you don't go in that direction. We will give you pain. My hope is that before this series is over you will by yourself <coughs> spit the bridle out. That you will regain your natural stallion spirit. Anybody feel that in the mind? I, I, that's what I want to see. I want people to, to, to capture themselves and say, wow, this is me. Yeah. That's a struggle we have to deal with. Uh, in, in one of my books entitled The Spirit of Leadership, I give you two definitions. One is called the spirit of leadership, and the other one is called the leadership spirit. They are different. It took me years to understand that, but the leadership spirit is what you are born with. But the spirit of leadership, you have to learn. So everyone has the first one, the leadership spirit. But for you to become the leader that you are, you have to also capture the spirit of leadership, which has to do with a conversion of your belief system about yourself. And that's your problem. They have told you what to believe about yourself. Whoever they are, 
community, culture, educational system, parents, community leaders, politics. They've convinced you of who they want you to think you are. Because if you ever discover yourself, you become uncontrollable. And this is the challenge. The spirit of leadership means that inside of you is a follower trapped in a leader. So here's a statement I want you to write down. You were born to lead, but you must become a leader. This statement means that inside of you is a powerful person, trapped, hidden, and you have to go through a process to manifest that person. I'm not questioning whether the person exists. What I'm concerned about is, will we ever see her? Will we ever see him on the inside of you? I consider leadership, therefore, like, like a seed with a tree trapped inside. Every seed has a plant. Do you deny that? No, it's impossible. So when you, hear, when, you, when you hold a seed in your hand, you are definitely, unequivocally, completely, truthfully holding a tree. And it's absolutely true. The problem is, the seed is a tree, but it must go through a process to become what it already is. Am I getting this right? In other words, the, 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 the mango seed is already a mango tree, but it is trapped. And in order for the seed of the mango to become a mango tree, which is itself, it has to go through this process. Leadership is that way. You were born with leadership on the inside. No question about it. But to become that, you got to go through a process. And that's why... I, a class like this is important. How do you make a mango seed become itself, which is a mango tree with mangoes? First, it has to be planted. Second, it has to have moisture. Third, it must have some nutrition, nutrients from the soil. Fourth, it needs time. Fifth, is usually hidden before exposed. You don't just jump out and say you are a leader. Yes, sir. Six, it has to push through soil. Yes, sir. Sometimes you gotta fight from the beginning to make it just to the surface. And then you need ultraviolet rays from the sun to convert what you have into chlorophyll. There has to be external input into your life, not to create you, but to germinate you. My job as a, a teacher is to pour fertilizer and water and nutrients. I'm not here to make you a leader. I'm here to germinate what's already existing. The soil doesn't create the tree. The water does not create the tree. The nutrients do not create the tree. The tree already exists. All these components do is they activate what's already present. That's why you're not a leader yet because you've been in a toxic environment for the last 30 years of your life. Your classroom was poisoned. Your teachers will lie. I'm talking about the chemical. Even some of your parents was pollution. It can be in your own house. And you battle your neighborhood. You got to fight through your friends that you grew up with because they don't want to become you got to become 
who you are. It already exists. But you got to become it. And that's why I am very careful about who I keep company with. I'm very careful what kind of books I read. I don't want to feed my chromosomes poison. That's why I'm careful what kind of movies I go to see with all that foul language and bloody killing. In other words, when you discover what you carry in, you become conscious about what you feed yourself. We just don't care where we are, do we? We just don't care what we eat. And I'm talking about mentally. We don't care who we are with, who's fertilizing us. Whoever you listen to is fertilizing you. And that can be a person or a TV show, a book or an internet program. Whatever it is, if they're feeding you, you are causing them to infect your hidden tree. This is the challenge of leadership. I mentioned to you that everybody was born to be a leader. Please write this down. You were created to lead, but not to lead people. Now, this is a difficult concept when I teach it all over the world because your culture tells you to be a leader, you need followers. I disagree. Now, don't get me wrong. I used to believe that. I was taught and the Chinese have a proverb, I think, that kind of reinforces it. It says, he who think he leadeth and hath no one following is simply taking a walk. That's what the Chinese proverb said. Let me say it again. The Chinese says, he who thinketh he leadeth and hath no one following is simply taking a walk. I used to believe that. I don't believe that anymore. First of all, I don't believe you need followers to be a leader. All great leaders in history, I'm talking about true leaders, never sought followers. When a person seeks followers, that is proof to me that they are not leaders. They have ego problems. They have self-concept problems. They have self-esteem problems. They need other people to give them value. This is not leadership. This is a disease. It's, low, it's called low self-worth. And there are many of them in our nations with titles. You were not created to lead people. I'll leave you to point number two. Write it down. You were created to lead in an area of gifting. You were designed by the creator to deliver a gift to your generation. Inside of you is something we need. No one came to earth empty. Nobody. Do you know, let's think about the mango seed again, please. The mango seed has in it a gift. What is the gift in the mango seed? Can you tell me? No, not the tree. The mangoes on the tree. <laughs> and those gifts are hidden in the mango seed. The tree only exists in the seed to deliver the fruit. I'm talking now. You are a tree. Your gift is the fruit. You were born to deliver to us. Yes, sir. 
Now here's what's important then. When you go to a mango tree filled with mangoes, do you go there for the tree? Isn't that amazing? All that hard work that tree did, growing all them years, pushing out its branches, pushing out the leaves, straightening those limbs, working hard. You ignore all of that. You go only for what? The gift. You see, when you bear your gift, you don't need to look for followers. They will find you. So leadership is not about trying to find people to follow you. Remember I told you, it's not about getting people to follow you. It's about you discovering that you are a tree. And that you do have a gift. Those two discoveries are dangerous. Because they suddenly set you free from people. I discovered something about, about fruit trees, you know. They never bring their fruit to you. Write that down quick. See, when you know your gift, you don't need to promote it. It promotes itself. And they will seek you out. When I was a boy in this island growing up, there was a lady living behind our little house in the village called Bain Town. She had so many fruit trees and we only had two. And when ours was empty, us as little boys would look at that fence, 10 times higher than us. But the desire for those beautiful yellow and red mangoes took over our passions for the fence. And suddenly the revelation that we can jump this fence becomes bigger than the fence itself. And we find ourselves achieving greatness. We would leap over the fence and she had dogs in the yard. It didn't matter. The danger was not as strong as the desire. Say it. That the danger was not as strong as the desire. When people see your fruit, they will leap over other people. The invitations I get from around the world. I've never once in my life asked anyone to invite me anywhere. When you develop your gift, refine your gift. First you got to find it, then refine it. And during this series, I'm going to teach you how to find it. Because if you are going to become the leader you were born to be, which I know you are, you're going to have to discover what your gift is. See, if a mango tree decides one day it's going to be a banana plant, the mango tree is confused. And some of y'all are trying to be something you are not now. That's why nobody could find you. At least to point number three, write it down. True leadership is born when your gift is discovered and you serve it to the world. This is leadership. Leadership is being a servant of your gift to the world. It doesn't mean to be a slave of people. It means to be a slave of your gift. I'll just quote this now, but we'll get back to it later on in the series. In the 20th chapter of Matthew, when they were fussing over who was the leader, you remember the fight they had among the disciples and, and they were saying, who's the greatest and I'm the greatest and I'm the greatest and who's the greatest. And, and Jesus overheard them arguing about leadership. And he said, uh, why do you want to be like the pagans who like to lord it over people? In other words, why do you think leadership is about controlling people and oppressing people and being in superior over people? He says, that's the way the, the pagan philosophy is. They need people. He says, if you want to be great, a leader, he says, you don't got to look for people. 
He says, become the servant of the people. Not only become the greatest, what? Servant. Find something to serve them. You become great. The greatest among you, the one who be the greatest among you is the one who is serving everybody. The question is, what are you serving? That's that gift we're talking about. You know, do you know what makes a mango tree so attractive? Its gift. Are you with me? So what, what, what makes you attractive is when you discover what I am carrying that the world needs. That's when you become dangerous. Oh, I wish I could tell you how this feel. When you know that what I got in the body has got the way I got it. You become valuable. You become valuable. This is why imitation always leads to being broke. When you imitate people, you'll always be broke. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone into a, a store and saw an imitation bowl of fruit? You've seen them. They look just like the mangoes, just like the oranges. They look just like the banana. So some of you even go anticipating that they're real. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Oh, tell, me, tell me, why do you touch them? Tell me, why do you touch them? You touch them because your brain triggers food. So you go and touch it. All of a sudden you realize it's plastic. What do you do after that? You put it down. Do you ever go back there? No. That's why people avoiding you. They come to you once, they check to see if you are real, and if you ain't got the real thing, they're gone. Leadership. Why do people keep coming back to the real thing? Because they are getting nutrients from it. Don't be plastic. Don't be a cheap imitation of people. This is why it hurts my heart when I see our young people and our old people imitating people. Some of you have never in your life designed your own fashion. Think about it for a minute. How come you never sat down with a pencil and drew a dress you wanted to wear? You know why? Because you look at television, you look at uh, Beyonce, and you decide to imitate this woman. What's wrong with you? So we have a fashion industry built on your lack of self-love. That's too deep for you. Because you don't love yourself, you need other people's clothing to make you feel valuable. It's called fashion. How come you are not producing fashion? How come you are not leading the way of what kind of suit men, women should wear? Because we're stuck with this low self-esteem and we try to get esteem from other people. So if I wear a certain brand, we say, then I am valuable. And if you can't afford the brand, you are not valuable. Both people are sick. Your gift is what you serve. Lead me to number four. The value in each human is the gift they were born to deliver to the humanity. Please write this down. The value in each human is the gift they were born to deliver to humanity. That's your value. And by the way, your value determines your wealth. Stephen Jobs was not seeking money. He found his gift 
Bill Gates did not know he was going to become a world-class leader. He simply had a gift. And he took the gift and served it to the world. And his wealth was a byproduct of the service. So the question is, what makes a person successful? My answer is very simple. Making yourself valuable. When you become valuable, you receive worth. When you receive worth, people pay you to be yourself. That's what makes a leader. That's why true leaders are never proud. They never seek money. They don't seek, you know, relationships or nothing. They are so busy being themselves that they make people want to be with them because people like to be with the real thing. Think about it for a minute. Don't you hate to be around a fake? Because you ain't sure what they can be tomorrow. But when you know who you are and you discover what you have, that makes you valuable. And therefore, leadership is really not about people. It's about self-discovery. That's the first step. Personal leadership. Write this down. People are attracted not to you, but to your gift. You know, some of you all really think that I believe you all love me. I'm too smart for that. You know, Jesus knew that also. Jesus knew that. They didn't love Jesus. The same people that shouted this very week, 2,000 years ago, Hosanna, blessed is he, within three days. They were the same people saying, crucify the brother. Why? They loved his gifts. He healed my, my mother-in-law. He gave us free fish and bread. He stopped the storm so we could not drown. He cleansed the leper who was my cousin. He cast a demon out of my mother. I mean, all the stuff we like, but we don't like him. This is why you don't, you don't eat the mango leaves. You don't chew the mango bark, and you don't carry the limb home. You know what you do? You go there, pick the fruit, turn your back on the tree. That's why you'll never catch me. You will never catch me. You, none of y'all will ever catch Miles Monroe. I know just why you come to me. You love my gift. I ain't stupid. So that protects me from being disappointed or emotionally scarred by your rejection. So you can never really hurt the feelings of a true leader. Now they got fake leaders who, you know, you hurt their feeling fast, they compromise. But a true leader is not doing it to get your approval. The leader is doing it because that is what they are. They are mango trees and they serve mangoes. Be that way when you go to school. You must not allow anyone to tell you to be like them. People don't come to you. They come to your gift. This is why most Hollywood stars and music legends die depressed, sick, drugged, addicts, poor and broke because they confused the fans love for their gift with their love for them. They thought the fans love them. And the minute they make a mistake, the, fan, the fans sacrifice them, burn them up. And they walk away saying, I thought y'all loved me. And so they start taking drugs to try and ease the pain. Let me tell you something. They ain't coming to you, sister. They coming for your song.
When your song finished, you better have your own hymn to hum to yourself. Do you understand? Leadership is not about trying to get people to like you. Leadership is about you committing yourself to serve the people no matter what and to serve them with dignity and with class. It's leadership. My friends, here's a young man. His name is Tiger Woods. I love this picture. Now, let me tell you something. Tiger Woods this week just came back. You all know that, right? The guy is on top again. He's number one. Now, do you think they like Tiger? Oh, you know they didn't like Tiger. Now, you see, that's why I use them as an example. They didn't like Tiger. They liked his gift. And now he signed a contract again this week. They said to him, you never have another contract. But the guy decided, I may have a problem, but my gift ain't gone nowhere. Come on, somebody. <laughs> One thing with your gift, it never leaves you. Now, you can abandon it. He decided, no, I still got this gift. And I'm going to weather the storm. I'm going to make the right decisions. I'm going to confess my mistakes and my wrong and my sin. I'm going to redeem the time. I'm going to put my energy back in this. I'm going to fight through all the criticism and all the hurt and the pain and degradation and all the stuff they say about me. I'm going to still come on that court knowing what they think. Because my gift is still with me. You got one of them. You have a gift, it never leaves you. You were born with it. We may never see it, you know, but it's still there. You can take a mango seed and put it on the tile floor in the lobby out there and leave it there for 50 years. Question, is the tree still in it? Yes. That means you can be around for 90 years and we never saw you. Because your culture and your friends and your environment is like a tiled floor. Sometimes you got to relocate yourself to find yourself. Sometimes you got you to you leave the most wonderful people to meet the right person, yourself. It's about Finding yourself, his gift. Let me tell you something. This is my philosophy. This is Miles Monroe's philosophy of leadership. Number one, I believe that trapped in every follower is a hidden leader. Write that down. That is true. I believe that. Jesus believed that. That's why he didn't cancel fishermen and farmers. He knew they were not just fishermen. <laughs> he actually told the fishermen, I'm going to turn you into a fisher of men. You think fish is the only thing you can catch? Inside of you is a catcher of humans. You're going to influence humans. You're going to do what you did to fish to people. He saw in that fisherman in that little village a leader who would change the world. Trapped. Number two, you were born to lead, but you must become a leader. Number three, you possess the potential and the capacity of leadership. This one is very important. Having the potential and the capacity doesn't mean you will have the experience. Again, let's take a look at the mango seed on the tiled floor. The capacity to become a mango tree still exists. The potential to become a mango tree still exists. But it is trapped and may never come out because that seed has never been placed in the right environment. So it is with a human being. You possess the capacity to lead. But you've been convinced by your history and your culture that you ain't got the capacity to lead. You know, I consider leaders people who who made a decision 
to reject everyone's opinion. A leader is born when you declare independence from other people's ideas about yourself. And until that happens, you're a follower. As long as you need people to like you, you can never be a leader. I am not in the business of having a love affair with people's approval. This is why most true leaders, they irritate you. The irritation comes from the fact that they wouldn't behave the way you want them to behave. That's what irritates you about them. My philosophy, number four, is that you were created to lead in an area of gifting. That's why leadership is a personal discovery. At least the point number five, true leadership is simply self-discovery. I am and I have. I am and I have. I am a mango seed. I have mangoes. What a discovery. I am a mango tree. I have mango gifts by the way I wasn't born the way I am talking to you right now I was born like anyone else in this country in this island I was born during the time of oppression I had to go through a transition I needed transformation in my own mind I never sought any of you to follow me no invitation. Do you know, if you know who you are and discover what you carry in, all of a sudden people won't be your friend. Why? Because even the people don't want to be with you for nothing. <laughs> Have you noticed when you get plenty of money, all of a sudden you get plenty of friends? They love you. They are coming because of what you got. The same thing is true about leadership. We make many friends because of what we carry. People are looking for your gift. Let me wrap this up with a couple of thoughts. Your leadership gift, this is important here. Every human came to earth with something that humanity needs. Say that with me. Every human came to earth with something that humanity needs. That's a big statement. And it's true. No one came to earth without something to give their generation. Yes. Yes. Everybody on this planet, 7.2 billion people, each one of them is carrying something. And this is why I keep admonishing people that the wealthiest spot on earth is still the cemetery. Because people keep taking that gift back to the grave. We never saw it. We never received it. We never benefited from it. And they lived a whole life and died with it. And this is why my number one goal in my life is to die empty. I want to die with every fruit gone. All the inner camera fruit. Everybody take what I had. I want to die like Paul. I have finished my course, he says. I ain't got no more course to run. I have kept the faith. He says, my, my life is like a drink offering and I've been poured out and there's nothing left, he says. I'm getting out of here. That's the way you die. You don't die sick. And depressed and diseased you die because ain't nothing else to live for you die like Jesus died he didn't die old and chronically sick he died finished what a way to die he says it is finished that's leadership I'm empty he says I gave my all what a way to die. 
on Sunday gone, we had those men up here, our founding fathers, and, and most of them are over 80. They look good, but they're over 80, most of them. And I sat there thinking, they, are, they could afford to die. They could afford to die now. They did what they're supposed to do. They gave us a country. They said, now you all take care of it. You know, we can't take what to do with it, but we delivered it to you. Don't feel sorry for them. Be sorry for yourself. Because you're still full of stuff. Here's something that changed my life. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Solomon says, a man's gift makes room for him in the world and it brings him before great men and kings this is a deep statement a man's what yeah. gift makes room for him in the world what that means is in this world we don't make room for you Ain't no room for you. You're wondering why your life's so tough and you are catching so much trouble. It's because they ain't got no room for you. Give me a chance. No chance here in the world. We ain't got no chance. We don't give you no chance. You either got it or you ain't got it, they say. Look what makes room for you. Look, look at it. When you discover your gift, they back off. Please, come right in, please. Come right in. Come right in here. Where would you like to sit? Yes. Oh, what do you want to drink? They, they start making room for you. Gift. You know, sometimes some of the people in this room would travel with me on some trips. And sometimes they say to me, you know, Pastor Miles, I can't believe I'm here. I say, here we I've been the prime minister of this country. I say, no, just why you're here. My gift brought us in this room. And you with me. You stay with the gift. It makes room for you. Listen. They are not going to help you. You got to make them help you. Your gift makes room. People call on you because of your gift, not because they like you. Imagine liking somebody who broke and you need money. So you all missed that. I need money and I like you, but you broke. What use are you to me? Liking you ain't helping me at all. I always say this, you know, if you broke and I broke, me, bad company, I go on. You got to have what? Something. You got to have a gift, man. That's what makes you good company. I could receive from you. And friends, of course, our time is gone. This is Dr. Munro again. Thanks for joining me on this special series of programs called Leading Edge Leadership. I trust that you've been inspired today, first of all, to understand that leadership is vital and important to our generation. Secondly, leadership is important to our communities and our nation. And thirdly, leadership is important to you and your family. I hope that you will continue to tune in every single series session on Leading Edge Leadership with Dr. Miles Monroe, developing the leader within you and others. Now remember that all of these programs also make available to you products that can be of a great help to you. We got a number of books that we want to recommend to you. The first book is called The Burden of Freedom. The second book is called Becoming a Leader. And the third book is entitled The Spirit of Leadership. And the fourth book is entitled The Power of Vision. All these books contain materials that you saw on our program today. So make sure order the entire set. It's called the Leadership Pack from Dr. Miles Monroe. You can receive these, of course, just by giving us a phone call or perhaps uh, going to a bookstore in your area and ask for the books by Dr. Miles Monroe on leadership. May God continue to bless you. Thanks so much for joining us today. And remember, you were born to be a leader, but you must become a leader through a process. So don't die a follower, and I will see you at the top. 
This program is made possible by the partners and friends of Miles Monroe International.